It's John chapter 4 says this. Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which I'm a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew, if thou knewest the gift of God and who is talking to you, give me the drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, you don't even have anything to draw with, and this well is deep. But whence then has thou that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Hallelujah. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never, oh, I receive this, shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And all of God's people said, Amen. I'm just going to take a few moments and really a few moments and maybe I'll pick it up Wednesday night in Bible study. Um, oftentimes my introduction can be the largest part of my message. So, Loretta, I'm just going to like cut on through and just give you the points today. Today, I want to speak to you from the subject, Jacob's Well. Jacob's. Jacob's Well. The Bible says that Jesus is on his way, Jerusalem to Judea. He makes the reference that I must need go through Samaria. Now, when I looked at this on the map, it makes sense. Because Samaria, um, going through the region of Samaria is a quicker route. But oftentimes, Jews, especially religious Jews, would go the long way around just so they would have to deal with the Samaritans. It's, it's, a, it's a cultural conflict. Samaritans are Jews, but Jews saw them as half-breeds, uh, people who had that theology wrong. Um, Jews and Gentile mix. Although this was the case, 
Jesus being our rabbi of all rabbis, said, I must need go through Samaria. Although it was the shortest route, it was not the most desired route. Many of us would rather go the long way around just so we don't have to face certain things or deal with certain people. But the assignment of the Lord will lead you in the direction that sometimes make no sense to you. That was point one. God is bringing you to a well. <laughs> will you help me say that to somebody? Tell them God is bringing you to a well. Jesus stops at this well because he's fatigued. And oftentimes we lift up the divinity of Jesus so much that oftentimes we overlook the humanity of Jesus. But he was tired because the journey gets tiring. Today we're celebrating mothers and mothers as we give you your flowers, as we give you cards, as we give you candy and give you dinners. Um, I just want you to know we see you. And although you do it flawlessly, just because you carry it well does not mean it's never heavy. Y'all going to post some cute pictures today. But uh, will any mother in here just be honest with me? There were some days with your own kids. <laughs> okay, dang, I didn't even say anything. Y'all like, mama, please. I mean, come on, I remember my mother told me one time, she said, listen, take your time with having kids because if I had it to do it all over again, I don't know if I would have had kids. I said, I said, mama, what are you saying? She said, she said, you don't understand. Listen to what I'm saying. If I had it to do all over again. I said, I get what you're saying. You know, because sometimes the assignment is costly. Jesus stops at the well because he's fatigued. I want, I want you to say this to yourself, tell yourself that so just because you're tired don't mean you get to quit. Sometimes God will allow you to get tired with what is now so you'll be open to what's next. Mm. The well is a place of divine intersection. This is where your wheel ends and God begins. It's where you come for one thing, but God has something else in mind. Like some of you may have come to church today out of a courtesy to your family, out of courtesy to friends, maybe your kids beg you to come with them to church today. And maybe you didn't dance with us. Maybe you didn't run around the church. But one thing is for sure, you won't be able to unhear what you heard. Yeah. Hmm. You can't come in an atmosphere like this. It did not shift you. Something get on you. Mm. What happens at the well is a divine intersection. Jesus is tired, but he runs into a Samaritan woman. He sits on the well and she comes. The Bible says at the sixth hour. Sixth hour. It would be high noon. And people don't go drawing water at high noon. Not unless you're trying to dodge people. <laughs> you know, drawing water was a woman's thing in ancient times. Women drew water. And so it was a social intersection. 
How y'all been doing? <laughs> you know, Miss So-and-so died. Really? You know what the next question is? Who got the body? <laughs> mm -hmm. to, to our white parishioners, I don't know why, but African-Americans love to find out who got the body. Because for us, it matters. <laughs> Amen. Conversation. Child, have you heard? Oh, what you cooking tonight? But here's a woman that's coming to the well at a time where she expects to see no one. And here's Jesus. A Jew. A Jew. And he doesn't ignore her. He engages her. What's happening at the well? Somebody shout barriers are coming down. We talk about revival. Revival should look like this church. Come on. It should be different tribes, different cultures, different languages. When there's real revival, barriers come down. Economic barriers, gender barriers. They begin to come, racial barriers begin to come down. And at this well, a Jew who we know to be our savior engages this woman in conversation. And he says, Give me something to drink. And she quickly says, I know you're not asking me for something to drink. Y'all you know, don't deal with us. I want to say this to someone in this room. Don't get caught in your routine that you miss a divine interruption. I've already screamed, so I'm just going to talk this out the rest of the way. Somebody look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, expect a divine interruption. Mm. she's doing what she always does she dodges the crowd she knows when to go when she don't have to stand in line and she don't have to deal with people and that's what some of you are right now you just you don't want to deal with people <laughs> you want to come late and you want to leave early you don't want to deal with people some of you you have anxiety already considering family dinners today you already got your to go plate ready <laughs> Because I don't want to deal with people. Because people be peopling. Our families are complicated. Okay, not your family. My family is very complicated. Testify to somebody. Tell them we got some crazy people in our family. You talking to one of them, right? <laughs> mm. But God divinely interrupts. What happens at the well? When I tell you God is bringing you to a well, he's bringing you to a place of confrontation. Place of confrontation. Jesus uh, brings up to her about her husband. And she's like, oh, I'm not married. I ain't got no husband. He's like, you're right. You got five of them. And the one you with ain't yours. I just want to lift to somebody that you will never bring um, and build your happiness on destroying somebody else's marriage. Don't think they're going to leave them and then be faithful to you. I know y'all weren't waiting for that to come, but I just wanted to drop it out in the room.
I'm telling you. I'm serious. Don't you're too important to be anybody's secret. Oh, hallelujah. She got your name, but I got your DMs. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. It's a place of confrontation. And when he addresses the complexity of her relationships, she said, well, y'all Jews say you worship over in Jerusalem. We say over here, which one you think is right? <laughs> we talk about all the men you've been married to. <laughs> And this is a sign when you're not ready for change. When you start bringing up other issues when you're confronted with your stuff. Oh, hallelujah. You know, you start bringing up other, you start deflecting. You start bringing up other issues, other people's sins. But, you know, when you go before God, you got to go to God for yourself. You got to stand before God. I know they're not saying nothing to me. They did this, they did that. But let me tell you something. You may know people's sin, but you may not know their repentance. Glory be to God. Mm. It's a place of confrontation. It's when God starts confronting you with your stuff. And the well is a place of revelation. Because he says, you're talking about asking, where do you worship? Huh? It's not about where. I want you to write this down. Worship is not about the place. It's about the person. Said so the father is seeking those who will worship him and not in the place, but in spirit and in, and in truth. And oftentimes we give God what's convenient and not what he requires. Now, I just want to, for a quick second in my last five minutes, I want to bring up the subject of worship. Because oftentimes we talk about what is the right way to worship. And oftentimes we're talking about the expressions of worship. Styles of worship. Song types. Artists. You know, I like this type of worship. I like CCM worship. I like gospel. I like this person. But let me lift this to you. Worship is not a, a tempo of a song. Worship is not a slow song. Oh, I don't really dance. I'm a worshiper. You don't understand what worship is. The song is an expression of worship. It's not worship itself. The dance is an expression of worship, not worship itself. Hear me? Because you can sing the song and still not worship. You can move your feet and your heart not be attached to what you're doing with your feet. What is worship biblically? Worship is sacrifice. It's not worship until it costs you something. And if you look all through the Old Testament, he was specific about what kind of sacrifice he wanted. For what sin, this type of sacrifice. You just say, okay, well, I'm going to give you a part of it this week and when I get my check next month, <laughs> I'm going to give you the rest of the oxen. No, he says, this is the sin and this is the offering I require. Now my question is, since we're not doing bullocks and rams and goats and pigeons, what is the sacrifice he wants out of us now? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, 
by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a what? Living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. You talk about, I don't like that type of worship. What type of worship are you talking about? God, what God wants out of you is more than a song. What God wants out of you is more than a beautiful melody. He wants to smell the fragrance of your body being laid down before him. Your life. Your plans. Oh, y'all done got title in here. Your plans. Your, your plans. Your, your, your plans. See, some of us will never discover God's plan for our lives because we're obsessed with our plan. Mm. So the well is a place of revelation because worship is not about the place. It's about the person. And he says, I'm the one. Jesus tells her, it's, it's about me. It's about me. He says, if you drink of this water, You'll, you'll never run dry. And she was like, well, I want that. Why did she say she wanted that water? Because she got tired of drawing water. You know, she just wanted it to be over. She got tired of the journey of drawing water. So if you tell me you're going to give me something where I don't have to keep dodging people, why well, I have to keep coming through this social intersection where people are judging me? Yeah, I'll take that water. I'll take it. The whale was sitting on the whale. Today I'm preaching about Jacob's whale. And I want to lift to you that Jesus it's Jacob's well. Because the promise to Abraham is that I will bless you and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And out of Abraham came an Isaac. Hallelujah. And out of Isaac came a Jacob. Hallelujah. And Jacob wrestled with God and he was named Yisrael, meaning a prince with God. And out of the prince and the tribes and out of the scepter of Judah came a Yeshua. Hallelujah. The whale that sat on the whale. He's Jacob's. He's Jacob's whale. Hmm. Jacob came back. Hallelujah. To the land. And when he came back to the land. He pitched his tent by Shechem. Hallelujah. Uh, an area that eventually became a Samaritan territory. And out of all those flocks he had, he had to dig a well just so his flocks could be watered. His uh, ground could be fertilized. And years later, he dug a well so people could be refreshed and renewed and years later he dug something he built something that his family could be blessed by but years later Jesus came and sat on something that Jacob built to preach the gospel to share who he was to minister to a woman who would in turn flip a whole community upside down mm. What am I saying to you? Keep digging. Because what you're building is bigger than just your generation. Keep digging. 
dig the well deep enough that your children will be able to draw from it. Dig it deep enough. Hallelujah. That it'll be a reference point. Build a platform that Jesus can be seen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's on that well. It's on that well that the woman, hallelujah, got a revelation of Jesus and she dropped her water pot and she ran into the city and she says, come see a man who told me everything about me. We have danced and ran around this church today and rightly so. But today, there's somebody here. When I say there's somebody here, I'm not talking about hypothetically. There's somebody in this room. You're running on E. You look like you got it together, but you're in a desert in your life. But the whale is here. Not this place, the person. Mm. Hallelujah. I want y'all to help me pray because there's somebody today that needs to come to the well. I almost could walk over to you and tap you on your shoulder. your decision you're going to keep dodging people you're going to keep dodging God or you're going to surrender I don't, I, don't have a, I don't have a catchphrase this is not why I ask you for your credit card number hmm. Jesus, Jesus don't need your money he wants you This is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.